Welcome in, everybody. I'm AJ, and there is no board for this very special late news, late running version of the How You Say podcast. Boyd cannot join us this week as he thinks his puppy is more important than the podcast and the fantasy league. And so, well, that's up to him. But I think this podcast is more important than any puppy, say. Maybe not as important as a child, but puppy, I think, is below child. I know this opinion is going to cause some arguments in the league, but so be it. I'm running solo. We may have some special guests calling in to help me out, but let's get into it. Going back in time a little bit, as waivers land on Thursday last week, we see that there were seven players claimed off waivers. The highest bidder was uh, $15. That was Holtzclaw for Travis Fulgham. We had three defenses claimed. I put in a bid for two of them. Didn't get any, unfortunately. But I did win that little game we were playing with Danny about which position we picked up the most, which was defenses. I also won highest bidder. I didn't win the number of players because I missed it by eight. I can't remember what anyone else did. And I can't be bothered looking it up. First in this week's recap, we have Barrett versus Eric. And Eric comes in from behind again and wins it with a nice 147 over Barrett's 120. Barrett had good performances overall, but her quarterbacks let her down a little bit, whereas Eric... Came to love Deshaun Watson now, and even Carson Wentz came through and joined the the not technically 30-30 club, but got 60 points out of his quarterbacks. Uh, Wentz only got 25, but Deshaun Watson came through with 37. Next, we have Holtzclaw setting from nowhere the high point for the season with a massive 181. Blowing out Laura with only a 114. Everyone performed for him, especially Henley, Ryan, and uh, Christian Kirk from nowhere. Travis Fulgham also came through. Let's see if he starts again. Whereas on the other side, Laura was let down by her single quarterback, Josh Lyon. Julio Jones actually came through in the offensive spot for her with 31 points, which was nice. Way better than her quarterbacks on her bench, which were Daniel Jones for 12 points and Jalen Hurts for three. Next, one of the lowest scoring matches, we had Corey just coming over the top of Danny. And this was interesting because I thought we had said this would be one of the higher Scoring points. Both were projected to be way higher than Corey's 118. And Corey ekes out another win, goes to 3 and 3 as well, and Danny falls to 3 and 3. So my prediction didn't come through where I was saying Ted was going to eke out a win, but Ted basically scored 78 points. 
there were quite a few low points coming up in the next few matches. 78 was not the lowest score of the week. Uh, when uh, Fanny scored 138 and beat uh, Ted easily, not quite uh, doubling him, but close. Again, another not quite doubling of the scores was Badger, who scored 77 to lose to Christina, who now moves to 4-2. And And Christina scored 156, easily beating Badger. Again, not quite doubling. So let's see if someone in this coming week can actually double to get the points. And then to our marquee matchup which didn't prove to be Marky at all. My co-host, who is unavailable, uh, beat me considerably, uh, 130 to 75. I could not put out any fight. My quarterbacks were crap. My defense actually scored positive points, which was a good thing. But I had so many players who didn't perform. Mark Andrews, Tyler Kill didn't perform for me. Whereas on the other side, Boyd's uh, bargain basement quarterbacks performed again admirably, and then Justin Jefferson scores him 37 points from nowhere. One of the most interesting things that happened this week after the matchups was the change in projections. For the first six weeks, Danny and I were basically locked in at one, one and two alternating between each other on who would be projected to be one for the final uh, standings and who would be two. Eric was in the cellar in the 10, 11, 12 spot. And like Christina was making her way up. Barrett was making her way up, was like in fifth place. And then something happened. Number of trades, the craziness of the week happened. And the projections have been completely shuffled up. Leading the projections now is Klesina in the number one place. Number two, Barrett has bolted six places up. One of the highest movers up from draft day. Number three is Eric. All the way, like, he was projected to be third at draft day. He is third now. But he came all the way up from, I would say, ten over the last week. Props to you, Eric, for picking up good players. Probably drafting. Now... Not drafting, trading well as well over the last week. Or maybe even just staying put. I don't exactly know what you did. And then it's me in fourth. So a little disappointed that I've fallen so far back. But that's what happens when you lose to a second league team like Boyd. And speaking of my compatriot, he's there in fifth. But the craziest one and the biggest fall is Danny, who has fallen all the way down to 8th now. Behind teams such as Summer Armpits. How could you... And I'm fine. How could you live with yourself, Danny, when projections are saying you're going to finish behind these two? So this week's waivers were interesting as we had more unsuccessful bids, nine unsuccessful bids, and eight successful bids. Now, 
a lot of the bids were for sneaky things where people were adding multiple players but just dropping one. So once they got their first successful bid, the others weren't successful. Regardless, interesting day. The highest claimed player was Boston Scott, who had multiple bids. One, two, three. Only three, in fact. But two, the two highest were both for Boston Scott. 16 and 13. Corley won out, just over Eric. And then the third highest bid was Giovanni Bernard for 12 bucks. But because the player Corley wanted to drop, N. Kiel Halley, N. Kiel Halley, is I think how you pronounce it. He was already dropped, so he couldn't pick up Geo. Luckily, I was there early morning and picked up Geo for free instead of spending 12 bucks. The other interesting one was Holtzclaw bidding 8 bucks for the Bills defense. Bills D was also attempted to be added by three different players. Holtzclaw looks like you needed to bid up for Bills D and looks like a lot of people are realising they're going to have to spend big. Lambs D was another one that scored 6. I missed out on Lambs D by bidding 4. Gonna have to up my game. Okay, joining us this week, our former co-host, Boyd. Now, now that Boyd has got the pup, I don't think he's ever going to come back to hosting. So tell me, Boyd, why, what has happened, and why is this pup so important? I tell you what, retirement has been fantastic. It's, it's a life that, uh, you know, you get one taste and you don't really want to give it up. So, um, yep, bon voyage. Uh, AJ, good luck guiding this podcast. And uh, I trust you to uh, guide it to meteoric success. Is this going to be like a AB retirement where you retire multiple times a year and try to come in on the same team? Because there's only one team in this podcasting universe. Yeah, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but, um, you know, if, if other podcasts want to uh, bring me out of retirement, I'm, you know, I'm not closing that door for sure. I'm just saying um, I have... Uh, walk down the hallway already. <laughs> uh, it is it is definitely interesting. So tell me a little bit about the pup. <laughs> well, uh, she is absolutely darling. Pretty much the, the cutest thing ever created. Uh, nine weeks old, we think. Um, we uh, picked her up from Craigslist. Uh, so we don't have a ton of confidence in the details that were given to us, but um, took her to the vet. She's perfectly healthy. Uh, her name is Comet, uh, named after the reindeer from Santa's sleigh. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get her up to speed on, you know, Superflex and auction and all the, you know, details of our league so that she can, you know, start helping out my fan team. Because while I, may or may not be retiring from podcasting. I am definitely not retiring from guiding a championship fantasy team. I was going to ask, like, considering like you've basically given up on the podcast, <laughs> have you also given up on like managing your fantasy league? Maybe just this week, maybe like the next two weeks where you don't think, um, sorry, where you forget who's on by, maybe set an incorrect, 
lineup? Well, I tell you this. Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, this, so we picked her up on Wednesday. I really kind of fell out of the loop uh, last couple of days. I've been loosely monitoring, but I woke up this morning. I got like three guys questionable and on the wrong side of questionable. And uh, it's going to be tougher to you know devote attention to being a new dog dad as well as managing a championship caliber fantasy team. Um, you know, by that same token, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about it because uh, my team's quite good. Um, but I will say this, I've been doing a lot of kind of, you know, not, maybe not necessarily cloak and dagger stuff, but, you know, you wait till the last minute to make your move so that nobody can pick up the players and yep. kind of, you know, a lot of that stuff I'm not going to be doing as well. You know, I might have to just go ahead and make the move while I've got a free moment, because if I wait until, you know, 9.57 Sunday morning, I might, you know, have to take the dog out. And then all of a sudden I don't get that last move in and, and it costs me. So I'm not going to be able to play as many of those games, um, but uh, I think I'll still be all right. Okay. So one, let's talk about the league. Well, let's talk about our matchup first. How did you feel beating me? Obviously, not as good as beating a five and O team, beating a four and one team. Yeah. Uh, well, it always feels great, uh, and and thanks for bringing that up because I, you know, probably would have forgotten. I'm on to the next week already, but um, I'm you know, I feel a little bad because I did have a good week. I think I was fifth out of twelve. Um, but you had such a bad week last week. It didn't feel uh, super climactic. <laughs> I mean, you were pretty much out of it by the end of the morning games. Um, not a whole lot of Monday night drama, as I think we both had predicted. And it was, you know, a good performance by me. Uh, not great. Uh, but you, you know, you didn't really make it all that interesting, which is a bummer because, you know, you are one of the best teams in the league and I want to beat you when you have a good score. And, you know, you, you want to beat the best, basically is what I'm getting at. But a win is a win and I'll take it. Okay. So, uh, you know, what is interesting is kind of the clumping of the league right now. You were four and one. Now you're back down to four and two. I got myself up to four and two. Uh, yep. You know, quick look at the standings. We got four teams at four and two, five more teams at three and three. That means 75% of the league is 500 or better and, uh, you know, tied for a playoff spot. Add in a couple of the two and four teams. And 11 out of 12 teams are within one game of a playoff spot. This is the most parity we've ever had. We usually have some tiers kind of developing. And as much as I wanted to push that narrative early in the season, I don't know that we really have that right now. Do you feel yeah. the same way? Yeah, so it is definitely interesting. I think that there's definitely been some buys, definitely been some interesting situations that have come up like i and i think we may get into this a little bit more next week but in like basically all my keepers are almost dead to me mm. like dak is dead eckler is dead mark andrews is basically dead <laughs> yeah so i don't know what to do um Whereas others have now found like their second running back. So now 
bell cows, Kaleem Hunt, other interesting ones. So Ronald Jones, maybe? Yeah, Ronald Jones. I think that it will become interesting. Like, it was funny. I was looking at the draft settings and all that, and it's like there were a couple of really good $1 picks. Those $1 picks are not on the teams that drafted them. Yeah. But they're there. So, but let's save that for next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the league is even. Whoever wins it will win it, I think, in a tight race. And I think this will be another controversial year, potentially, where not the best team will win it. Like, not the cons- most consistent team will win, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Might get a number six seed. Yeah. You get in that. Or like maybe uh, someone has a bad game. Two teams have a bad game and they're facing each other in the playoffs. Oh, speaking of the playoffs and the championship, we should touch on. I feel very confident that week seven is going to happen. I don't know if you feel any different, but that means that. Not the championship, but the league is legal, viable, whatever you want to call it. That's right. Yeah, this is a big week. We we get through all the games this week, and we've got an official fantasy season. Yes. Um, you know, payouts aside, uh, you know, the league year counts. Uh, keeper contracts uh, count. We, you know, we're not going to reset anything, which I, I think is big for a lot of people. I mean, look, nobody really is – the worst team in the league. And maybe we'll kind of touch on this a little further in uh, a possible future episode on which I guest star because um, I am retired, but uh, you know, it, it's interesting that um, we're all so close together. And so there's not that, that one bad team. Everybody still feels like they're in it. The trade deadline will be interesting this year because I don't know that we're really going to have the obvious sellers that we've had in the past. And so it's just going to be stars trading hands. Maybe there's not as much money traded away because uh, nobody really wants to give up okay. their players just for next year's cash. Anyway. So I think I hear your pup yapping in the background. Uh, yep. She's definitely, uh, she has something to say on that. Um, <laughs> but, but she's not ready. She's not, <laughs> you know, she's not trained in the fine arts of yeah. uh, media training. So, that's right. Okay. Well, I'll let you be. Thanks for taking some time in your retirement to entertain our fans. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. It's all for the fans. Bye. All right. On to this week's weekly previews. Now, fans of the podcast would know that I've fallen a little bit behind in my picks. And considering Boyd is not here, and I have no way of knowing what his picks could be, I have a chance to either fall even further behind by making all the long picks, or by basically making up ground and maybe even pulling ahead. So, good luck to me, and hope I get these picks light. First up, it's my matchup against Christina. As those noble fans will know, I will not pick my own matchup. But I will say, Christina has a 16-point advantage. Her... Quarterbacks of Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert are going crazy strong, whereas my quarterbacks are unproven 
And who knows if Lodgers will put up positive points. So, Clistina's got a 16-point edge. Let's see how we go, Clistina. Good luck. Next up, we have Eric versus Landy. And Holtzclaw is the underdog this week, especially since I'm recording this on a Saturday due to aforementioned puppy incident. Carson Wentz has already played and got over his projection by a whole, I think, 11 points. So Carson's already scored 27.9 points for Eric, putting him in a strong position. And going through it, looking at the matchups, Henley's probably going to have a tough day against Pittsburgh. Godwin's injured. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Eric. Eric to beat Holtzclaw. Holtzclaw was a flash in the plan with his 181. He's going to fall back down to earth. That's my prediction. Prediction. The battle of the three V... The battle of the three and three teams. Danny DeBruin versus Barrett Thompson. Hmm. Barrett, can I change your name to Barrett Bompton? That way it's like DD versus BB. Whatever line. Maybe if that was the case, this would be the marquee matchup. But alas, it's not the marquee matchup for this week. But it will be high scoring. Also, ESPN thinks 123 for Danny versus 127 for Barrett. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to give this one to Danny. I predict Danny in a slight upset here. Next matchup is Badger versus Ted Stone, no relation to Blett, and I think this is a uh, preview of what the toilet bowl will be. Badger's team's not doing great. It's uh, it's projected for one eighteen. Ted Stone's team had a lot of promise early on, but has been failing. Both these teams scored under eighty last week. It's going to be tough. To see if they can do and do it again, because eighty is very hard to do on purpose. Let's see how they go. I will give it to Badger to go to two and five, and Ted to continue his losing streak and be at three and four. The second last matchup is Laura versus Boyd, and. Boyd is missing a kicker, but somehow he's not projected for very much. He's only projected for 111 this week. Whereas Lola has the edge projected for 116. Now, given a kicker, give him five. It's an even matchup. And Henderson should be back in on latest accounts, not injured. Josh Allen's going up against the uh, Jets and Chase Claypool being really strong. I'll give this to Lola. Especially considering uh, Boyd has to start Sam Darnold. So, give me Law. Our marquee matchup of the week is Fanny versus Corey. Projections are tight. Uh, 124 for Fanny, 118 for Corey. Let's see how they go. I'm going to break it down. 
both teams are starting two quarterbacks. So we've got Wilson and Minshew for Fanny, Stafford and Locke for Corey. Lamar Jackson's on by, Marquise Brown's on by, J.K. Dobbins on by. So I will give a very considerable edge to uh, Fanny. Running backs, on the other hand, we've got DeAndre Swift, who has now gone into some form. Josh Kelly, who has fallen away. And Kenyon Drake for Fanny. On the other side, we've got David Johnson, Boston Stott, and Melvin Gordon. Both quarter, both sets of running backs look awful. One starter on each one. Maybe two. One starter amongst them on each team. Drake is great, but he's going up against the Seahawks. I'll give the edge to David Johnson and Melvin Gordon over whatever Fanny has. Wide receivers, on the other hand, for Fanny are out-and-out stars. Calvin Woodley, DK Metcalf versus Taylor McCollum, Juju Smith-Schuster. I have no idea what's happened to Corey's team. Maybe it's bye week. He also has Devontae Parker on by. Who knows? But Curley's team looks like a shell. He is at flea and flea. He is scoring some points. But don't know how he's doing it. Again, the edge... Clearly the edge to Fanny. Tight ends. This is where Corley has the edge. TJ Hawkinson over Greg Olson. Greg Olson's been good, but... It's really depends on either one of these whoever catches the uh, touchdown neither one's going to get a lot of yards or receptions I think it's just flip of a coin, who gets the touchdown gets the better week Cowboys D against Washington and Washington D against Cowboys as defenses which is interesting, but that's all that's interesting about this and then kickers, no one cares so Going through it, I think I picked a lot of Andrew's player, players, and I think I am picking Andrew to go 4-3 and three and call it to fall to 3-4. and four. Weekly prizes. So, two weeks ago, Christina took it all out with 60 primetime points. This last week was a complicated one, so I'm going to leave it up to the commissioner's assistant to work this out, Corey. You were the one that set up the flyers. You work out who won. This week is the interesting one where it is you have to double your opponent's score to win. If there are no winners, the prize money will roll over to next week's. And my bold bet of the week would be there are no winners this week. We are doing a daily draft thing on Sunday mornings at 9am where there's a lush of what's up messages Bloodstone broke the stranglehold that Anna had on Daily Draft and won Pigskin Pickums update Barrett's still winning with 55 points second place is Pete with 53 third is Corey with 52 and a whole bunch of us Anna, Boyd and myself fourth with 50. So, I hope you like this podcast. This was done a little bit on the fly. 
in my downstairs basement on my more sensitive microphone than what we normally do it with. A little bit scratchy, a little bit rough. Back to the good old days, two, three years ago when we first started this thing. It was also a little bit dry. I think we need a second person here to bounce humor off and jokes off. And conversation just naturally flows when you have another person rather than just talking into a podcast microphone for however many minutes I've been talking. So with that, good luck with fantasy this week. Good luck with your picks. Bye for now. Thank you.